Hello, I'm Carrick MacDonald and this is Halfway to Borough, the Two Towns Local History Show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, I talk to Danny Smith, who I met through Rutherglen's People's Past, People's Future group. A new history book being planned by Rutherglen Heritage Society will include memories of people like Danny, of living and working in the Royal Borough. Now in retirement, Danny also talks to me about the benefits of being a member of the various community groups which he has joined. Danny had his own plumbing business back in the 1970s, and I began by asking him how that got started. I, I got in touch with this guy, well, he got in touch with me, and he was always he was looking for a plumber uh, to do a lot of work that he got. He was in the... How could I put it? Insurance business or something like that, you know, to start off with. And he was getting me work as far as the plumbing and all that was concerned. So, things was going pretty well. They helped me get my first house seat here in Rulligan because I always wanted to come to Rulligan. Because I've got a way back during the war days. My auntie used to bring me up here to Rulligan to that picture house that used to be there. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. uh, the pictures there. <laughs> And then when I got to the stage, I could go about myself and a couple of pals, and I'm happy to mention some, but uh, how would you like to go a walk to Rolliglum? He says, what's Rolliglum? I says, the American Swings. He says, what are you talking about, American Swings? I says, well, see the swings we have got in Auckland's. Mm-hmm. I says, there's not much in it. I says, but out there in Rolliglum, they've got other things that you could jump up and everything else, you know, so it wasn't seesaws and all that. You know, the very end of the street, uh-huh. where, where you could park your car and that's the picture house. Aye. But it was down the street then in these days, right. before they started pulling the place apart, you know. Mm. This is a, a hard thing about uh-huh. But we used to come up here and go walkies here. And the thing about it was, I says, right, he says, Dan, sometimes it walks just too much if it's raining and that. We need to get some money together. So obviously for football. I never liked football, to be honest, to a certain extent. And uh, we used to go to a Clyde's football place mm-hmm. and they opened, the, they opened the, the back doors half an hour before the, the game finished. Aye. And we used to stand there with a pack sheet. You know how these days you did get plastic bags? So me and my pals were still there with this pack sheet. And we helped to clear the place up because we've got all these beer bottles. <laughs> so you used to go in the pub, you know, and something's on the, the beer bottles, you know, and that took us to the swimming and the hot baths because in these days there was no such a thing to have the hot water in the house. It was all just cold water in an outside toilet with about 20 years used it, you know. Those were the days of the gorgles. So I took a fancy for this Rolliglin. And there was a way ahead of myself dreaming of what I would do in the future. I would like to have a house out here, you know. And I used to go wee walkies just to see what it was like around about here. I was got that store on the road and I said, oh, I like making a house, you know. Although there was, there was the tenement buildings then and these days as well. I can think of way back, there were shops on the left, there were shops on the right. If I can think right up to where the clinic is, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think of these days. And I liked it the way it was... Well, that's, what do you call that road that runs up, say, Aldi's along the street? The Walk Street, right? Ah, yeah, Walk Walk Street. Street. Yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> to remember it. <laughs> they shops and all that things there as well, yeah. you know. But uh, I really liked it these days. My playground was up there, was the, gra- the graveyard in Caledonia Roads. <laughs> so, 
what happened was this guy more or less took me under his wing and he did spike. I says, Dan, why, why don't you come with me? I says, where? He says, I'll take you to this place and see if you like it. I went, oh, bloody hell. These days things were all right. So he took me up where I said us today and it was a Bulls Meyer and he used to dump the slack there and it was all these hot stuff that came down. So they decided to they made this track, this bicycle track, you know, and a lot of them joined it because we liked it even in the winter because of this nice warm slag coming in for the Bulls Meyer and everything else. And in the bar, we used to go to the that place in Orimals Meyer, you know, that's, it was kind of dangerous right enough in these mm. days, you know, these kind of things where you get big iron bins, you know, with barrels and widow and made a kind of raft out here. Mm. A couple of guys lost their lives with that, you know. When you're up Pobo D in the old days, there was this bridge that went over and the trains would go through and I always waited for this wee train to go through, called it the Puffin Billy, because it had a big chimney at the top. So we used to be stains to wait till come down and throw the stains in the, <laughs> into the, in the big funnel, you know. Yep. But next to that was a bush mm. and a sticky wallies. That was part of the reason. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. You know what sticky wallies are? Because some people say, what the hell's that? That's right, I remember that. And you should get here with this, your jersey full of these mm. things, you know. It was the Donalds. I really liked it, to be honest with you. I just say, I took a, a fancy for all England and I always wanted to come back. You know, I thought it was a kind of toffee place to, from where I came to right off in the Gorbals. So for there, as time, as time went by, by, I used to sort of experiment in different places uh, before I took over my own business. And, uh, I got a job uh, with this, well, Twaddles it was named, Twaddles of London Road. They were looking for plumbers to build Tory Glen. So I did the plumbing in the Tory Glen then in these days, mm-hmm. so I did, you know. Yeah. Uh, quite late when they went it was bloody murder mm. <laughs> you know it was up the high flats <laughs> the windies the wind would come in that way through that year and out that year and out that way so, and then you were putting in these big iron pipes into the, the ducks you know and you would put iron pipes into the wind would blow up there and all you know we're going to let you get to hell out here you know but I like that just the same but he uh, always liked Rutherglen, so he did. You know. So you ever, did he finally get to, to move to Rutherglen then? I what happened was, uh, I met my wife in the Pally dancing, and she came to Campus Lang, she says, you know, I says, fair enough. I says, where are boots in Campus Lang, hence? She says, a circuit. I went, oh, right. Because <laughs> I heard a circuit, you know, and oh. Mm. At that time, I joined the, the council, just, you know, because... There were good conditions and everything there. It was a good experience because I always wanted to go to different places, the New York City and all the different places. And I liked it that much, the council. They asked me to go back to be a bald inspector, to go back to college, which I did. Mm-hmm. Became a bald inspector. And uh, one of the jobs I wanted to go, he says, No, Dad, you live in Rutherland. I said, Aye, well, before that, when I got married, I lived in the West, the West End. Yeah, at the Kelvin Bridge, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And that's what started off where we kind of have a kitchen thing. Was it? Two rooms in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's like a living room, a bedroom, and a kind of kitchen, like, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started off. But this is quite late, right enough, you know. Because you like the street, the uh, shops there, and uh, Great Western Roads. Yeah. 
So I got to stage, I got word that the place was going to come down, this was off to hell. So as I say, that's the time when I met this guy before I went into the council and he helped me get a lot of work and everything else and what have you. And I says, you don't know where I could get a house anywhere out where you are. He stayed with a little He says, aye, there's one across the street from me. I went, Jane up. He says, Dan, the only thing about it is, he says, it's badly being done up. I says, I don't care. I says, you know about the plumbing. I says, but a brother, it's at the joinery. I've got another brother, some electrician. And the other one's doing his labour. So I've got all the bit to do the house up. I says, much as it cost me, says, well, there's a guy who, he, after it as well. He says, he's a builder. I says, oh, I've heard of that before. He buy the house, he's did them up and sell them and all that. I said, I don't think I'll have as much money as he's got. Anyway, we put in all our offers and he was telling me, dear, listen, dear, and the next thing. I says, it's a price and all that. I says, and there again, the money to do it up. He says, don't you worry about it, I'll sort that out. I went, all right. Anyway, go to the stage. It took me for a round of golf. I had to play golf in my puff. <laughs> took me up to Hamilton somewhere. I said, it's a nine-holer nine or something they called it. And I'm fat about with this thing, you know. And he... Next time we, we went back, he says, Dan, he says, you go to the house. I says, but what does it cost me? He says, I can have helped you that way. I says, what did you do? He said, well, it's helped you sort of the price. I said, so where is this big villa? It was mm. a big... I mean, you get the house, there's lovely big ceilings there, there's mm. corners and there's nails and there. You got a flight of stairs with a bathroom. You got another flight of stairs with the three bedrooms and that, you know. Mm. He says... It's cost you two and a half thousand pound. I says that for the materials. He says no, it's the price of the house. I went, what? It's worth about two or three hundred thousand pounds. No, I went, oh, what the hell? I says, what about all this work? I says, I'm not making enough for building my own with this. He says, this is where I come in. I said, all right. I says, what do you do? He says, well, I'm going to go around the house, take photographs of them and there. He says, take it to the local council. He says, get your grant. I says, all right. I said, I don't know you could do that. He says, look, Dan, there's one water with this house. He says, there's dry rot. He says, by the time I'm finished, but I'll need enough, got enough to pay for your house. And I says, I hear that. I says, where am I going to get somebody today or the wood water and all that? Because, uh, what's it you called it these days? They came at the door and they gave me an estimate, nearly 2,000 quid. I went, mm. He says, just say, yeah, I you know that. You'll get back to them. I says, all right. So he knew a guy with him staying in Oligan, Richardson, I think he called it, did where all these is. There's mm. a place there. <coughs> and he gave him more material <coughs> and uh, the pressure hoses and all that. And uh, I says, What do we have any news? So he came back and the council says, I knocked it off you. I says, How? He says, I'll get you one and a half thousand of your grant. Hey. He says, Aye. He says, I'll help you today to blood the hoose off you. <laughs> She says, thank goodness for that. Mm. I did really knock it off right enough and got all this done and she showed me how to go about spraying the house and doing mm. this and cutting this out and what have you. That was really something. My mother came up to see this house before work started and she says, have you really bought this house? I says, aye. She says, you're off your bloody heat. <laughs> and the thing about it, she says, how did I get for this hallway to see the back 
I said, well, you can now go to the front door and go to the side, or you can go through <laughs> the sitting room. And that was two big plaques coming from the hallway because I'd only flare them. I went to the kitchenette and all that. So she managed to get into the kitchenette and she, goes, she looks up. What's that? There was no ceiling or flare. We take out the bathroom flare, and then we're plumbing and everything else. You're going to say, this was really a classic. And we got on a stunt, so we did, you know, after it. And uh, I was glad I had a brother and a giant to help me. Absolutely. One of the electricians and everything else. Everything was great and all that. So it was good in these days. I really liked him. It was actually Jennifer Avenue, I don't know if you know it. Is that the house you're in just now then? No, no, what happened was, I liked it right a lot, but living there, the kids grow up, they get married. And these days I had a hell of a bad back. It took me all the time to climb up the stairs. Mm. And I was was always in and out hospitals, x-rays and everything else, and they told me there was nothing wrong with me. I said, there's a lot wrong with me. There's something wrong with me in my spine. And the last straw was when I went up for another x-ray and the guy says, you know, there's nothing really wrong with you in back. They've been in here a number of times. He says, I think you just want a, a holiday off your work. I says, well, I've got a great job. I says, I'm a building inspector. I'm a plumber and everything else. No, that's rolled in. I says, there must be something there. And it was just my luck. What happened is my missus had took on a wee job and she made this you get pally with this lassie and uh, I was lying on the couch and she came in and my wife named Moira says move over and let Jean sit down I says alright it took me all my time to get up and move she says what's wrong with Dan I says oh, I told her the whole story she says I know a guy that can cure that I went you're joking she says she's normal I said, I'd like to know where this place is. Where is it? She says, I don't know. I says, that's great. <laughs> I says, sure they could tell me. She says, well, it was a taxi that took us there. I says, where is it? There. I says, I know all the city. I says, I've done all the, nearly all the plumbing in every part of the city. She says, you know about Botanic Gardens? I says, aye. I says, aye. She says, it's somewhere in about there. I says, all oh, right. I says, well, there's only one way I could find this out. If I go out to Botanic Gardens, I know there's a taxi right there. I'll ask one of the taxi guys. So, anyway, I went to the first guy and he says, I'm not too sure. I said, he says, well, ask the rest of the guys, because there's a trailer in there. He says, I took a wee woman around the corner there at the end of this uh, terrace called Buckingham Terrace. She's tried there. I hit it off, go to the right place. Mm-hmm. I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you're listening to Halfway to Borough, the two towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, I'm talking to Danny Smith about his memories of living and working in Rutherglen. So I walked in, and he says, oh, you've been through the wars. I says, how do you know? He says, you're walking in the uppers of your shoes. I says, aye, that's right, so was. Hmm. He says, go on that couch. He says, right, lie flat. And I felt on my back. He says, my goodness. I says, what's wrong? He says, do you know your spine's an inch and a half out? I says, what do you mean? He says, did you ever go to see about this? I says, I was at the, the hospital. I was in the hospital. I was in there. He says, there's nothing wrong with me. 
I've got a slip disc. He says, there's no such a thing as a slip disc. He says, that's a doctor's term. He says, you're not ter-. He says, you've got one leg longer than the other. I said, have you got a belt up shoe? He says, no. He says, when I straighten out your spine, he says, no, this is going to take a while. I said, I don't care how long it takes and what it's cost me. If you could cure me. Oh, he says, by the way, he says, you've also got a bad stomach. I says, how do you know that? Mm. I could eat it in Greece. He says, it's not because of this carry on your back. And I'm glad I went when I went. I wasn't caring what it cost me because, he says, if I didn't come at the age I was, I think I was about 30 odds, he says, you'll end up in a wheelchair. Goodness. And you'd be too old to get in done you. Mm. I can do everything to and I, was, uh, I went one day and I was lying on his bench and I said to him, when are you going to fix my stomach? He says, I don't tell you. I says, what? He says, I fixed it about two weeks ago. <laughs> he says, do you like fish and chips? I says, aye. I says, any grease? I said, if my missus would make me mince for instance, or that, she would make the mince, then she'd be very cool, and she'd say, can you for a grease? I don't know I could take it. So he looks at the window, he says, okay, I've had it for the fish and chips show, but I'll shut the now. He says, you don't know any bakeries, you like pies? I said, I used to like pies. He says, well. He says, you used to stay over us where? I says, aye. He says, you don't know any bakery? I says, aye, it makes all our own stuff. I said, fine. So I went there and I waited in this big queue because it was a good thing. And they came to me and they'd be like, I says, yes, what can I get, you know? And I went, eh. He says, what are you want? of one of your pies <laughs> as usual the white pork and the grease is coming out the bottom I wasn't pretty ill luckily it was a dairy next door and then I got a bottle of bulk and over my car sat there and I says well here goes open the window and the window out of the car had this pie and it was really great even with the grease nothing happened because it used to always come right up and it was yeah, sick yeah, yeah, yeah. he did wonders for me Goodness. Unfortunately, because of this pandemic thing, you know, he had to retire and all that. Mm-hmm. But he uh, made a great job for me straight out of my spine. The thing about it was, when I started to retire, too early retirement, I couldn't be bored, I was fed up. And uh, I said, well, that's it. So my business says, well, it's about time we were leaving here, because the house is too big for us, says, with you try to go up the stairs and me trying to go up with a hoover and everything else. Says, I says, all right, where do you want to go? She says, I want a bungalow. I'm not interested in a bungalow head. How do? I says, well, look at the size of this house. I says, like, get into a doll's house with a bungalow. She bowed the face off me, so she did. And the kids, she had them on her side. Ended up, we got this bungalow. I didn't want it. She says, what's wrong with it? I says, I'm sorry in the thing. I said, because being a retired bald inspector and everything else. I said, I don't, I don't like it. I said, a hell of a lot of work needing done. Where was this mongrel? It's up there in the Aston, the Coltry Drive. The school's just up the street for me. Yeah. Calderwood School and that, you know. And a hell of a lot to be done to it. And I says to the people that sell that, I says, there's too much to be done here. I said, you've got an old-fashioned fireplace in there. I says, your central heat is way back before I was born. You know, iron concertina type mm-hmm. radiators. I said, it's going to cost us a lot to do this place up. 
She says, well, we're quite like you and all that. She says, well, why don't you drop the price a bit? She says, what do you think it'll do to do this place up? I says, well, it's all you said what he needed and everything else. I says, and the thing about it is, I mean, you put, take that fireplace out in a pin of cold gas type fire. I said, I need all you said what he I says, no, the garages need to fix as well. Oh, what a job. So I ended up, I says, all right, I'll take it. So she took about £5,000 off it for me. I says, well, fair enough. So the bit of a job where I managed to get that done well, I could. Because uh, when you do get older, you really do slow down mm. and you find it hard. Because I've always wanted to go and help a son with him with the business. But he knows it would be no use because I'm, I'm too slow. I, I don't have the speed that it helps that, you know. Sure. So he's, he's, he's employed a guy who, you know, I see his point right enough. So that's when I started to sort of get uh, used to rolling it again. What happened was my daughter got married. My missus managed to go to her wedding before she died, died of cancer. It's just one of the cancers that could be cured. She died young, she was in her 50s. That was her. That was a lovely photo, yeah. So that was her, mm -hmm. I lost her. So yeah. she's been dead 23 years or something now, you know. But mm -hmm. Anyway, my daughter bought this house. She's one of these kind of lassies, and I like this, one like that. So she bought this house in the main street. It's Greeley's Road. So to do all the plumbing out there. So I went for a walk. And uh, we'd buy the church that was out there then, near the main street. They called it St Andrew's Church then. And the guy's standing there and he says, Would you like to come in? <laughs> I says, Oh, I'm a member of the church. Then. He says, It's nothing to do with being a member of a church or anything like that. He says, Come on in, we'll show you what we're doing. And they had everything in it. Mm. All kind of arts and crafts and cooking classes and everything else, you know. And uh, he says, Would you like to join? I says, Aye. And the spider for the earth, you know, because it was called Leap. Leap is still the go right enough, as yep. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, Enjoyed the Leap. In these days, he used to take us to cookery classes up in East Cabrides, but that was it. And then I got to know my other clubs, and they wanted me to join them. So I'm in the Leap, and I'm in the singing classes the Tuesday night. I'm in here on the Wednesday morning. I leave here and I go to the Universal Connections to the road, the core. The morning I go to the uh, Spring Hall to, I think it's, uh, what do you call it? She just together or something like that, yeah. I can't remember. Uh -huh. yeah. And then uh, it's clashing with our club, I think I'm going to get up the Probus Club. It's two rooms clashing. Yeah. And then on Friday I go, go to the Leap again, indoor uh, curling, do that and mm -hmm. that, you know. So I do my best to help everybody, what have you. And I really like this one as well, you know. So what, what sort of things do you get out of these clubs then, Danny? What's the benefit for your, your own point Well, you view? see, they ask me a lot of things, you know. They, they think I've got information that they don't know about because me being the ball trainer, I've been about and got ideas for uh, any other clubs and any other clubs that can help as well. I've been a, a, another one, the seniors together and all, but... They only have a, maybe a meeting once a year in the, the, the library. I've not heard from, well, I hear from the office, send me through information and everything, but that's as far as that one goes. 
But she, so she, I do my best to help. Yeah. You know, any, anything what I know with me being in the trades and everything else. And what I do at all is that the, I'm one of the guys that's in the alternative medicine so I get fixed with the body. So I sometimes give talks on apple cider vinegar and also the white vinegar and they give me talks in the clubs and all that and they like that. And I tell them what vinegar could cure and what it could do for the body and everything else, you know, mm-hmm. so they're kind of happy with that. So there's another thing called kefir, which is good for the health as well. I try to tell them all about that. And uh, I did my Santa Claus and all that, and my elf in the clubs as well for the kids to know these things. But when the pandemic carry on came on, sure. had to stop. Because <clears throat> I usually go in that, uh, the, the wee arc that we used to be in, in the club in there on the Wednesday morning. Cross with Papa John's, used to do my Santa Claus in there for all the kids. And also do it in the Universal Connections down the road and all mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But the guy that I had for delivered nails did the Santa Claus. I says, right, Bill, he's an awful good pal, so he was. I says, you're doing the Santa Claus this year. He says, well, you, you, he's picked me for always being the Santa Claus. I says, because you got a bigger belly than me. <laughs> so he really enjoyed that. Unfortunately, everybody else, mm-hmm. I lost him. I lost yeah. some of my pals. I'm in my 80s now, and I feel as if I'm next, or else I'm getting left behind. They're all leaving me behind, you know, I'm losing too many. That's the only bugbear about it. So the, the benefit, I find they are quite good to me. And the benefit from your point of view in terms of your, your own well-being and your mental health and all that, do you, that's the benefit from being part of these clubs? Well, you see, if it wasn't for the clubs, I don't think I'd be here today. Because, you know, in my days in the Gorgos, everybody knew everybody. Everybody knew everybody in the street near enough. But see, if you come to a place like Rodland now, well, being in a bungalow, you hardly ever see your neighbour. You know, or you say be Christmas kettle and everything else. But it's good these days. I try to sort of help. Well, maybe somebody new comes into the club or start to go over there because nothing worse than joining a club. Nobody borrows a shirt. I go say, oh, by the way, I'm Danny now. What's your name now? And try to tell them what like, the club is and sure. everything else and try and make them at home. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a party and nobody borrows when you're sitting there on your own. <laughs> no. Nothing worse. So this is a, I try to help mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. And I say, I'm in this second thing, so I've got to do a solo. We have a Christmas concert going on, so we're doing the 13th, uh, and it's in that church away, West End Parish Church. Could we used to be the United Reformed Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget it, was it Richardson Avenue or something? I can't remember the name yet. But we're in this now. Mm-hmm. So that got that on, and as I say, I introduced, let's say, you're saying, what do you do? I introduced, let's say, this. A club I've been. However, we all have go for wee Christmas meals. We should never we usually have a week in a session at the club on sandwiches and all that. So why don't we go and do these things? So with the sound of it then, Danny, the more you give into a club, the more you get back yourself then I, the personal benefit. I get satisfaction and everything else, you know. And I do my best to help. If I need my help, I'm there for them. Every day, don't get old. <laughs> It's just one of well, it comes to us all, then. It comes to us all. Well, I think you're doing the right thing by keeping busy and keeping occupied. Well, and I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have anything. Well, because a lot of us to do with keeping involved with meeting people, Danny, as well. Well, this is uh, it. You know, I got pretty well with them on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know I'm here for them. 
And if I could help with that. Well, it's good that you're doing that, and it's nice to be well thought of as well. Well, this is the thing, you know, as I say, I've told them, if I could help you, let Mm -hmm. me know. I'm here for this. Good man. (laughs) I'm Carrick MacDonald, and you've been listening to Halfway to Borough, the two towns local history show on Cam Glen Radio. In this programme, you had me talking to Danny Smith about his memories of living and working in Rutherglen. Many thanks to Danny for taking the time to talk to me, and thanks also to the People's Past, People's Future group. The music was by Sugal Nifty. I hope you enjoyed this programme, and that you can join me again next time. Until then, thanks for listening. How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every, every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and brown. To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. You're listening to Press Pause on Cam Glen Radio. This is a programme that focuses on nature sounds to promote relaxation and mindfulness. For the next half an hour, you'll hear the sounds of Home Hills Wood Community Park in Cambus Lang. <laughs>